In this new podcast series, I will be talking to visionaries, creatives, healers, teachers, educators and guides all around the globe. I'm so excited to share with you chats that I've had with these amazing people who are showing up in the world and helping people to shine their light, helping people to create their own journeys and to, you know, move forward in a positive manner. My intention for creating this new series where I talk to these amazing people was that I wanted to showcase other people that are in the world that are supporting women, are supporting humans, are helping, who are guiding and, you know, offering different healing modalities, mindfulness mindfulness techniques for parents and children and and everyone alike I wanted to showcase um, and open up dialogue around spirituality and healing modalities I wanted to just have conversation that flowed conversation that was um, informative and that everybody could get something out of and myself included in these interviews or these episodes that we you know and these chats that I've had with these people um, has opened up so much to me so I can only imagine what it's going to do for you guys Um, so I am so excited to announce this new series and I absolutely hope you love it as much as I do so let's get into today's episode On today's episode, we have Ashley Bersiaga. I speak with her on how waking up early can help change your life. Um, We chatted about gratitude. We had, you know, a laugh about children. It was a really lovely episode and just, you know, talking about how you can start a morning ritual that suits your needs and how implementing that, waking up early and actually implementing a gratitude practice, how it can help you go through each day in a more relaxed or steady state. So how about we just jump on over and have a listen to today's episode. Hey, Ashley, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm very excited to chat with you. How are you going? I am good. I'm really, really excited to be here and to talk with you today. That's so great. Thank you very much for joining me. So what I want to just to get an idea about who you are, where you are living in this world, and just a little bit of background about yourself. Yeah, so I live in San Francisco uh, for about 11 years now. Uh, right now, I live with my partner and a two-year-old daughter, and oh my, I feel like I'm so many things. <laughs> um, so for the most part, I'm an educational psychologist uh, for about 10 years now. I work from students from preschool to adults who are primarily in special education, and then I also provide counseling for students. Um, who are mostly in special education as well. And then 
and then I'm also an online coach for women. So I need like, it's for women who need a little more joy in the chaos of life. And which I can talk more about that forever, I think. And I'm also a lecturer at a local university. So I teach the counseling and behavior techniques that I use for my students and now for my coaching clients. Um, so I'm teaching that to future psychologists. And then I'm also a mom to the very sassy, fun-loving, crazy toddler. <laughs> I've seen all like your posts and stuff on Facebook. She's just so cute. She's gorgeous. <laughs> oh, thank you. She's so fun. Exhausting, but so fun. I yeah, they are. <laughs> I've had my grandson for the like last two weeks and I forgot like how exhausting it is. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for him to go home. Like I love him, but at least I get to send him home, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, you get a break. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I was thinking because like I had four under six. I don't even know how I coped. That's what I said to my oh daughter. My I said, I must have just been like totally out of my mind. <laughs> I like to think that they entertain each other, but I feel like I'm setting myself up for a failure. <laughs> I know. They end up just fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're a life coach and a mentor to women. Can you explain sort of what um, led you to doing, to doing your online stuff? Yeah. So um, I might go back a little bit. Um, yeah, that would be great everything is a little progression. I yes. felt like it was probably like 2014 that like my career was in full throttle. I was in a doctorate program because I apparently just want to be a lifelong student. Um, I had an, I still do. I have an awesome social network of friends. I, but I was spending so many hours of my day commuting to work. Uh, I go to the gym. I used to go to the gym every day. So I was waiting in lines at the gym to use equipment. That after that, I was like at happy hour with my friends. I was just living this young professional life and it was awesome and I loved it besides the commute. But I realized I wanted to have more in life and, and I was just living for the next vacation. I traveled a lot. I like, when's my next vacation? What am I, what am I planning? And I wanted to enjoy just like my day-to-day -day life some more. So um, I decided to make a few major changes in my life. So health and fitness has always been important and but going to the gym every day wasn't sustainable, especially if I wanted to have a family. And so I started coaching through an MLM and it was, it was just like, it was kind of scary at first, <laughs> just like putting myself out there online because I was coaching and just working out using their programs. And I mean, it's still scary putting myself out there, but as a coach through this MLM, I because personal development is so huge, I, there was just so much growth and yeah. confidence in myself. That I, like I would never be on a podcast back then. <laughs> There's no way. I would yeah. be so anxious. Um, and then one day, we're, like the last two years, I realized that I do love health and fitness coaching, but my life felt like too compartmentalized. And I wanted to in integrate everything. Like I have years of experience and education as a psychologist and mentoring people. And I wanted to connect that with my coaching and just help other women overcome. Basically I do coaching and what I did for myself, like helping other women overcome their struggles with anxiety, stress, um, just feeling overwhelmed. And then it was scary pivoting like that just to family and friends, but I'm thankful because I've met so many wonderful people because of it and hopefully changed some lives and that's, I don't know, that's how it, yeah. it came to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And that's the thing. It seems to be that there's so many women that are dealing with overwhelm, anxiety, stress because of this fast-paced world that we live in. What, what do you think the contributing factors are to women feeling that way? Uh, for me, I just feel like I, I don't know, we just have so much on our plates now. Um, and it's pulling us in every direction. For me, I always strive to have this perfect balance. Like I was a full-time doctor's student. I was doing coaching, working full-time. I had a baby and it was just like, it was so much. And I think we all want to be seen as a great employee, mom, friend, spouse, and then just it's too much. And then I think that as women, we put a lot of emotional labor on ourselves. We coordinate birthday parties, Thanksgiving dinners. We want Christmas to be perfect for our kids. And I, I have come to this mindset that all of that I love doing and I'm taking on that emotional labor, but I'm no longer going to be stressed about it. I'm going to just try to find joy in the chaos, like be okay with it not being perfect. And that's how I'm trying to overcome the overwhelming anxiety of situations that we kind of put ourselves in, but also want to be in. I feel like it's a, a balance in itself. Um, but yeah, I think the emotional labor of everything on our plates is, it gets too much for a lot of us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, can you tell us who your ideal client is? And if they were to work with you, how, like what kind of things would you do to help them? Yes. So my ideal client, I think is basically me <laughs> before I had the comp the confidence, the personal growth, the strategies and mindset that I have now. And it's always something I'm still working on. And it's basically busy women who are stressed out and overwhelmed and they just need strategies. They want, I call it like to the point where I feel so aligned that anything in anyone's mood can't like bother me anymore and I want more people to feel that way uh, and to also understand like how our own emotions and vibe can um, affect other people so I I try to integrate just strategies that I use for myself practical things like time management stress management along with things that I teach my clients and my counseling kids uh, just coping strategies how to prevent stress a lot of us have, um, when we're in a stressful situation, we do a lot of preventative strategies when those are the things that we should be doing to prevent stress instead of in the moment. So I like to also teach my clients reactive strategies. What can you do in the moment when you are feeling stressed? And in some more restorative or more healing and kind of like the woo-woo stuff that I've learned to love over time yeah, and it's not same. everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> I tell them to have a open mind and to try it if you like it you know you'll learn something new if not then you don't ever have to do it again yeah that's right I think yeah. a lot of the listeners that are on today uh, and will probably have to be a bit down with the woo-woo because I talk about it a lot <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you talk about um I've heard you talk about um gratitude and so how do you what do you suggest about gratitude like people having a gratitude practice? Yeah, so my it's kind of changed a little bit here and there and some mornings that might look a little different, but the perfect morning is I try to write down at least five things I'm grateful for. 
and why. I think a lot of us will write down a few things and then move on, but I try to do why. And I try not to do the big things. Like, of course, I'm grateful for my family and all these great things, but I try to think of the little things that I may have privilege in myself for having um, that I take for granted. And I, know, and I live in San Francisco. There's a huge disparity between the rich and the poor and so just thinking of like what I you know if I am struggling one day like what do I have that a lot of people I call them my neighbors without homes don't have and what I should be grateful for and it just completely shifts my whole day um, but I also use a daily planner and within that planner it's like what my intentions are for the day how I want to feel that day and what I'm grateful for and why and so I try to do that every morning yeah I find that too because it helps you sort of bring awareness to you know just like you become a more empathetic and more compassionate when you realize you know there's a lot of people that don't have what we have and and just as you say being grateful for those really small things and the things that we are privileged to have because you know even in other countries people don't have what we have and we are very very blessed so, yeah, I think that's a good point. I actually set my alarm and my alarm says I'm grateful for. So every time I wake up, like, it just reminds me to, you know, even just lay in bed, take some time and just think about what I'm grateful for. So I love that. I'm going to have to do the alarm thing. Yeah. right now it just says get up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not very motivating. <laughs> With, a, like, a rocket underneath. Yeah, right. <laughs> And you also talk about a morning routine. So I want you to share with us, like, um, how important that is and, you know, just going to the details of, like, what kind of things that you recommend people do for a morning routine. Yeah, so I, to go back, I used to think people who woke up earlier than they need to were crazy and they were a different breed and that was not my breed and they were nuts. <laughs> And then, um, um, so for me, I call it a morning ritual. Uh, I try to, I call it a ritual because everything I do in the morning, I, there's an intention behind it. Yeah. And so for me, if I'm waking up a little early, there's a reason why I'm waking up early and how is that, how, like I pay attention to how it affects me in the moment and then for the rest of the day. And then I have a two-year-old, so every morning isn't this like perfectly planned out ritual, but I do the best. And if I, you know, I used to be an all or nothing person and now I'm like, well, I did good enough and I move on and I'm not going to let it ruin my day. So um, I think I'll, I'm going to backtrack a little about like how I got started with my morning routine because as a person who was not a morning person, I think it's will help those understand how I came to do this and hopefully they can too. Yeah, but I'd say there's a lot of people that are not morning people. No. And that was me. I, so if I think back to, I didn't start doing the morning ritual until January, 2018. So only what is that? Two years. I don't know. Two years now. Um, so December, 2017. And before that, I was just the worst morning person. I pressed, I have like five alarms. Sometimes I'll set my oven timer. So I have to get up and I'm just pressing snooze and then I'll press snooze until like it's too too late. Like I'm no, I'm going to be late. I'm just like running around like a, like a crazy person, <laughs> I guess. Um, and so 
for me, like anything to sleep an extra minute in the morning was everything. So my evening routine was great. Everything was planned and set up and ready to go. Just, but it was only so I had more time to sleep, which actually sounds kind of depressing. Um, but now I'm actually used to not sleeping now with a kid. So yeah. So going back to being, when I was doing the health and fitness coaching under an MLM, I started working out from home um, and which was a huge shift for me, but it was, it made a big difference. And I was working out every day after work. And so with a kid, it's so hard to work out at home with your child there. So it was like logistically kind of a nightmare, either trying to entertain her. So a 30 minute workout would take like 60 minutes or I'd have my partner take her to the library. It was just a lot to try to fit my workout in. But to me, it was a really, that's like one of my main priorities. I know how much it shifts my mood if I have a workout. So in January, 2018, this new program was coming out and I always did the next new program. Um, And I still do. I just, I drank the Kool-Aid. I'm still doing it. (laughs) And it was a 20 minute program. And I'm like, okay. So I gave myself this pep talk. If I get up 30 minutes early, I can get my workout in, I could shower, I, and um, I could get ready before my daughter even woke up on a perfect day, right? And then after home, I, after I got home from work, I could just relax and have to worry about it. So I convinced myself to do it, and it just totally changed my life. Oh my God, it was so significant and not anything I'd imagined. It, I, I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. But just having it done, being ready before my daughter Elle woke up, um, my mood was different. I was ready to go. So by the time she gave me any toddler drama, I was like ready for it. It didn't matter. <laughs> um, my energy was different. I just felt like a new person. So now I decided to wake up an hour earlier so that I could do the gratitude Um And I just feel so much better. I just feel like a better person, not even in the morning, just like going to work. I'm not that I wasn't friendly, but I'm just more social, friendlier, more productive. Uh, And I just made it a habit and just made my life totally different. I mean, I could go through what I do every day and why, but. um, Want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So right now, there's all these things I want to do, but I just not in a part of my life to do it, especially with a two-year-old. So right now as I wake up and I have a glass of water, you know, some people might have warm water with lemon or Himalayan salt. And I would like to do that, but I'm just not at that level of like waiting for water to heat up. Maybe someone else's. Um, But for me, the most important is like to take these ideas and maybe what I do or what you hear other people do and adapt them for your own life. Um, So I chug a glass of water because we've been sleeping for hopefully six to eight hours in the night. And a lot of us wake up and just have coffee and our bodies are so dehydrated that if you just wake up and have a big glass of water, you're going to feel so much better, right? Yeah. It just gets like, gets your body moving, gets your cells hydrated. Uh, That's never, I was just a wake up, have coffee and go sort of person. I personally take CBD. Um, It's like the non- doesn't get you high part of weed it helps decrease anxiety it's supposed to help decrease inflammation i've been a huge fan Um, i take that in the mornings i also turn on lights so turning on the lights is supposed to help wake up your senses they say to go outside but i'm it's just too cold i'm not gonna do it (laughs) Um, so i just turn on some lights instead and that really helps me Um, i also take a pre-workout 
I call it my hustle juice. It's just an all natural green tea uh, energy drink. And I drink that while I do my morning gratitude and intention setting I had talked about before. It's in a a daily planner that I use now. And I just, I don't even really use it as a planner. It's just a daily, it is a daily planner, but I don't take it with me. I just use it for the gratitude, intention setting, and whatever priorities I have that day. And um, like I said before, I write down the five things I'm grateful for, why I'm grateful for it. And by the time I'm done with that, it literally takes a couple minutes. It doesn't take a long time. I'm not doing this whole journaling activity or anything like that. Um, but by the time I'm done, my pre-workout has kicked in. And if anyone takes pre-workout, you are like ready to go run a marathon. <laughs> so by the time I'm very motivated to work out, like I don't wake up like super excited to work out, but that pre-workout and that ease into my morning really makes a big difference. And then I work out in my living room. I only do programs that are 20 to 30 minutes. Um, it's just a video and I just follow along. It's like being in PE class. Uh, for the days I go to work, I try not to do 20, 30 minutes because then I don't have time to get ready. And then this is what people don't like. So I take a shower, of course, after workout, but I have the last 10 seconds or so be like really, really cold water. And this is why. So everything has a reason, right? So this is why I do cold water. So in our lives, we're so like, we're so drawn to being comfortable all the time. And the real growth we find with ourselves is finding comfort and a discomfort. Like I tell this to my students, to my clients, like if you want to grow, you have, and you're anxious, you have to do things that make you anxious and get through them. And that's how you grow. And so not, some people do only cold showers. It does like, that's not me. So it's usually the last 10 seconds. And also if you're washing your hair, it makes your hair nice and shiny. <laughs> but that last 10 seconds for me is a reminder like to continue to grow and be the best person I can be that day. But it also it's improves your circulation, uh, increases your mood. It's supposed to boost your immunity. It clears out your lymphatic system, which is what your holds are your toxins and it's supposed to level like lower your levels of depression so there are like scientific reasons for the cold shower as well as your mindset um but yeah that's my main thing for me is as i'm ready and feeling awesome by the time my daughter is not a morning person she's two and a half um she likes sleeping in so by the time she's giving me grief i'm ready and to walk out the door so i just have to wait her out um, it's not like this pleasant, uh, happy little morning every time by the time she wakes up because she doesn't want to get dressed. She doesn't want to wake up. Sometimes we're like super on time. I'm going to about to lock the front door and she runs it and takes her clothes off and wants to go back to bed. But I'm at this point that I'm like, well, I'm just going to wait her out or bribe her. I'm not like frantic or stressed because I'm just in a better mood yeah um because yeah I don't know that, like a lot of that that's what happens isn't it you get so stressed out you're like will you just do what I want you to do like where you know on a time frame here or whatever but I suppose yeah. you not being as stressed out probably even her out as well right yeah so like you know, some people show up to work like, super apologetic because they're late and they're stressed and they're nervous. And I try to have my vibe stay the same from when I, before she woke up in all in a bad mood till when I get to work because it vibes off her. Like our vibe 
goes on to other people and our yeah. aura in general. So if you're anxious and stressed, you're making those around you anxious and irritable without even them knowing it. And just like to laugh it off and move on. Most people know what it's like having a toddler at home. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's right. Like energy is everything. Like, um, you know, if you're, if you're stressed out, then it's just going to make her 10 times more stressed out. And then she'll, you know, make it even more stressful. It's just like a, a just an avalanche. Of like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's definitely mornings where I have to practice my reactive strategies I teach people and myself if I'm feeling a little stressed or I'm going to be late for a meeting. But yeah, no. in the grand yeah. scheme of life, it's not a big deal. Yeah, that's right. So people didn't really have time um, to do all of those things, what would you suggest would be the one thing that you would recommend doing? Hmm. Well, I want to say working out, but I don't even do that every day. So I would say the gratitude. I think yeah. that's everything. You can do it in bed on your phone. You know, you don't have to get up and have the lights on to do it. Uh, I just, for me, it totally shifts the rest of my day. Um, yeah. yeah, right. Um, so can you tell um, the listeners now, do you, you have a program, Calm the Chaos? Is that? Yes, I do. Yeah. So I, um, it's not a course because I want it to be a resource for people to, to yeah. go to anytime they want instead of feeling like they just need to get through the lessons and move on. Mm -hmm. So I call it a digital resource. Um, it's for stressed out, overwhelmed women just looking to feel aligned, happy, uh, relaxed, however you want to feel. We go through feelings and like identifying the way you want to feel and focusing on that and just the strategies and to do so. Um, this, like my morning ritual is one of over 30 videos on the program. And it just integrates like the therapy strategies that I teach clients and my students. Uh, it has practical strategies like time management and what I use on my computer to stay organized uh, and then the natural practices. So, and I have some guest speakers too. So for natural practices that I like, but I'm not, I don't feel expert enough to talk about. I have some guest people coming on and talk about like yoga nigra and nidra and just different practices that I don't know enough about but I know helps me and it could help other people uh, but yeah the overall is just to help people not be stressed and anxious and you know find joy in all the chaos of our lives yeah. and so if people wanted to um, enroll in that or purchase that how do they go about doing that it's just on my website. So it's ashleybersiaga.com. Um, it's A-S-H-L-E-Y. And my last name is B-U-R-C-I-A-G-A. -A. Um, and it's just yeah. on there. It should be, yeah. All right. And I'll put that in the show notes as well so that if anyone's interested, they can just click and go and have a look. That's much better because my name is very hard to spell. <laughs> I'll be able to find it. And I'll also put your social social links in there as well. So um, they can find you as well. Your Instagram, Facebook, all those kinds Perfect. of things. Perfect. Thank you. So the last question that I always ask everybody is, what does the phrase in a light mean to you? Oh, that is a good one. Um, I feel like, especially now, 
like especially working with children and then now having my own child that we have this huge light within us that's glowing and it's care like it doesn't care about anything in the world like it doesn't let anyone like bring you down and then sometime between childhood and adulthood something dims that light so it's stress of just being an adult maybe uh society how we like how society might view us capitalism like all sorts of things are just like barriers for us um and for me i think inner light is just finding what reignites the light within yourself so that you can glow and be as bright as you want to be as happy and joyful as you want to be and when you find that inner light i think it not only makes your life better but it has a ripple effect to the people around you which also like affects your community and beyond and it becomes such a much more beautiful world if we just you know keep that glow going from childhood on and or reignite it when we need to because we all need to once in a while yeah, exactly thank you that is beautiful and that's exactly the way that i say it too it's just um we all have it it's just you know we have to remember that we all have it right and find it if we've lost it yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I cannot wait for, you know, everybody to listen, um, get some tips on, you know, morning routines and um, all of those kinds of things. And hopefully they'll go over and check you out and check out the Karma Chaos. Um, I'm going to go and have a look. Um, so thank you so much again for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much, Erin, for having me. I really enjoyed our chat. And any of your listeners can message me on Instagram or email if they need help figuring out their morning ritual and what works for them. I, I love helping people figure that out. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Today's episode of Your Inner Light podcast with Erin Sherwood is sponsored by Inner Light Collective. Inner Light Collective is a container for women to come to workshops, to events, to retreats, to be part of online immersions and programs. And the intention of Inner Light Collective is to harness the inner light to tap in to ignite the inner light of as many women as we can we offer coaching energy healing chakra dance events retreats and online immersions where you are able to tap into your inner essence of your soul to ignite the light within we all have different ways that we like to learn we like to grow we like to nourish ourselves and so this is why inner light collective offers a range of different modalities to help you through to help you connect with yourself to reconnect with that inner light that inner essence who you are at the core of you i know a lot of women feel lost they feel disconnected they feel overwhelmed anxiety you know lack of motivation and these courses, these workshops, these healing modalities will help you to connect, will help you to reignite that light within you. Everybody has that 
light to shine and sometimes we forget so you can find more information in the show notes to start the process of igniting your inner light